Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the world's most technologically challenged podcast on the goddamn planet. <laughs> we have yet to release technically sound podcast, but we got it down right this time. This is the one I can feel it. I can feel it in my veins, in my bones, in the in the fat building upon my belly relentlessly every day, creeping up on me. Like a glacier. What do you think, Sam? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Is this going to be the one that doesn't (laughs) suck or what? Uh, Well, as I've said from the beginning, I think people have had it with these polished professional podcasts. I think what people are looking for is something raw, something natural, something that's, you know, it's got some zits, it's got some pimples, but you still want to be able to. They don't want to be able to understand everything we're saying. That's that's boring. You want to make them decipher about half of it if they have, you know. Perfect. Ideally, they only understand about half of what we're saying. That's what I think is what what the new trend is going to be, right? It's kind of like mumble rapping but for podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is the mumble rapping of podcasting. What's going on your end? It sounds like you're you're juggling pebbles down a pipe or something. Uh-oh. Are you are you fucking around with your mic stand? Uh well actually I'm uh I'm not actually in my apartment right now I'm actually quarantining uh at my girlfriend's apartment because ah. we were both exposed to COVID nineteen. Wow, so it was a bit of a bonding experience, eh? Yes, it you could say it is a bonding experience. So tell us about what happened. Tell me the freaking lowdown. How did you you got exposed to the vid? To the COVID, you knew it would happen eventually, but you just now it actually happened. Tell me what, run me through well, the scenario. By the way, this is the Philosopher's Stone podcast, <laughs> a comedy podcast about philosophy, or that's what it was supposed to be. Now it's just a podcast that never comes out right. Oh man, <laughs> sorry, I'm a little jaded now. Does it still? Does it sound like like rocks are coming out of my throat still? Sounds like you're like touching a your mic stand or something. I'm like, holding little... it in my hand because okay. I, I couldn't bring my whole like whole stand, so I'm just sort of holding the microphone. Are you using? Like, are you just holding it straight in your hand? Because it sounds like something's like r- rattling a little bit. Oh really? Hmm. Yeah. Um. Wonder if I maybe if I wrap it in a cloth or something. I don't know, man. You don't hear that at all. No, I don't hear my voice through my headphones. Oh God, we are so unprofessional. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. But it just it fits the theme of this podcast, I guess. So you got exposed to the dirty cove. How did that happen? Tell me. Well, I was out there licking poles. Yeah, as you do. Is that a euphemism, or were you looking like street signs, stop signs, or are you out there just hunting dick? No, I'll be honest. I was at a restaurant uh, with some people. Uh huh. And, uh, you know, it was a great meal. Everything was delicious. And then two days later, got the text that one of the people there had been tested positive. Did they know that they potentially could have had it when they went to the restaurant? They got tested the day they went, the, before they went to the restaurant. Not because they had symptoms. They had no symptoms. They were going home to see their parents, and their parents 
wanted them to take a test to make sure they were okay. Oh, no shit. So they were completely asymptomatic. Completely asymptomatic, yep. Damn, that is terrifying, actually. Yeah. And, like, I don't, as far as I know, never had any symptoms. Crazy. How about you? You feeling anything? I'm not feeling anything. Um, I got my test back. I was negative. Negative. Nice. But the thing is, so after the first time I got exposed, right? So I got exposed on Tuesday. Yeah. I go home. I live my life on Wednesday. You know, pre-COVID Sam, live my life on Wednesday. Yeah. I go to bed. I wake up in the morning on Thursday. Day is off to a great start. And then I get the text that, boom, so-and-so tested positive. Did your heart sink into your nuts or vice versa? Did your nuts crawl up into your heart for a moment? Oh, my God. Um, Nuts stayed pretty much stationary. Okay. (laughs) That's that's a good sign. Yeah. Uh, And so the testing site was pretty close to me, so I just went there right away, waited for two hours, and then they were like, oh, you're too early. Come back on Sunday. And so... Then I went to. Did you uh, tell them what was up? Like you, you might have. Yeah, gotten... I told them. Yeah, but they said okay, it's, but... if you get a test now, it'll be negative. They said so. Okay. Well, say that's what you're going for. So that'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't affect how long you have to quarantine for. Um. So I, I went. So then I decided. By the end of the day, I decided it would make more sense for me to go quarantine with my girlfriend and her roommate rather than stay at my house and force all my roommates to like deal with me. Yeah. So good roommate. Yeah. So I did that. And then like you get calls every day from Ottawa public health. And so they called and they wrote, and they said that because I had, I potentially, because they, my, my girlfriend and her roommate met the positive person again on Wednesday. Oh, they touched They went in, in, in they went like, their presence uh, twice. They went like in a, in shopping or something on Wednesday. And then uh. on Thursday, they got the positive test result. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah. And so, your girlfriend is also negative, I assume? Uh, they had to get their test later than me because they got exposed on Wednesday. Uh, so does this mean that you are done quarantining or you have to wait for her test to get back, obviously? Yeah, well, they're, they're done quarantine on the 23rd. And I am done quarantine on the 25th. Is there a chance it was a false negative that the person got? I think because false negative is pretty rare. But like if it's also pretty impossible. rare for for how many people are at dinner? Five. And for none of them to be exposed to it potentially, that kind of I was sitting at, I was sat across from them. Huh. So you were in direct fire of the potential spittle. Yes. That's true. Damn. I was the tip of the start spear. wearing a face shield everywhere. Oh my god, yeah. People at the testing center have like I, like they have like a surgical mask with like a plastic eye shield above it. Huh. Maybe I'll uh, maybe we'll buy one of the dead, not dead mouse, fucking Daft Punk helmets. Wear that around until this is all cleared up. <laughs> you know, because they can they can instead of talking, I'll just have my messages of what I'm thinking coming across my forehead, <laughs> like they do. <laughs> what do you think about uh, that? I think that is uh. That is where the human race is headed. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to be the robot race by that in a bit, so I might as well get ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, will we still be people if our brains are in robots? 
Is this the segue into philosophy <laughs> for the day? Are you sneaking one on me again? Just snuck, just snuck one right in there. Just, just snuck a little Holy segue. Shit. Right in there. Okay, well, I guess we're, we'll we'll start. I, I'm gonna hold off smoking the dope until about halfway through because I really sound like I'm half asleep for half of this podcast, and uh, I think that's really boring for people. So instead, I'm gonna kick it off with a bit of a fat tug, and I don't mean Ooh. jerking my meat. I mean the delectious. <laughs> The delicious Driftwood Brewery Ooh. IPA. It's going to get me fired up, not nice. slowed down. But then if things start going right. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll take the the uh, traditional bong hoot a little later on in this nice. episode. How about that? But you oh, have to hey, be stoned the whole time or else we're a complete fraud. No, no I, I, I spoke to Big Dave already. Sam has his, he has two philosophy degrees. He knows what he's talking about. And uh, sometimes I actually gain slight moments of insight during this <laughs> podcast. Sometimes my brain cracks open just a tiny bit to light and I leave a better person. Yeah, but then because we do this podcast stoned all the time, I lose that almost <laughs> immediately, which is the beauty of it because I'm always a blank canvas when I come back. Tabula rasa. Nice. I don't know what that means, but yeah. Blake Slate. Okay. Well, it is the smokiest. We have the worst dairy quality in the world right now. Where I oh, live, so. congratulations. Yeah. This is the second time in like, what, three years? That... Yeah, we're really becoming like a good franchise, you know? Dynasty. <laughs> a dynasty franchise out here. It was China, China, China all the time. But now, out of nowhere, the West Coast of North America and BC are just stepping up and challenging the old titans, the old guard. <laughs> so, I don't know. If COVID doesn't get me, just the breathing the regular air might, which is always nice. Man, wood smoke is way worse for you than COVID. You think so? Yeah. Like, it depends how much there is, but like, you can, most people who are in house fires die from the smoke. Well, okay, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty bad, but it's not that bad, but it is like at work, but I'm, I work inside a building, but it's not, it's like an under construction building. It's not airtight. So inside, mm. if the hallway is oh, long shit. enough in the building, the hallway, I can see a little haze in the actual hallway. Yeah. So that's how bad it is right now. That's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Guess everybody's wearing what? masks now, though, eh? <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> no. Jesus, there was one guy at work today that was gonna uh, started off wearing a mask and then he took it off like ten minutes in because he's like this sucks. Ugh. So whatever, I don't know. I feel like it was worse a few summers ago. I felt like I was smoking a pack of darts a day just sitting on my balcony. Oh my god, yeah, which I was. <laughs> so two packs a day. <laughs> two packs a day. <laughs> no, I wasn't. All right, so I fucked up your segue. Oh, uh, no, that's good. That's good. What are we philosophizing about well this week well today we're going to be looking at some of the some of the age-old questions that people have asked themselves over the centuries you know fundamental questions about okay. you know questions like what am i when did i begin what happens to me when i die who am uh, i how do i define myself I? yes see that's that those Every, I hear that a lot, people being like, I don't know who I am. And I, that always confuses me because I don't know what the fuck they mean by that. 
who I am or who they want? Are they asking who do I want to be? Who do you want to be? Okay, well, that's a better question. But like, if someone, if I'm never like, I don't really have an identity crisis ever. I just, I have who I am currently and who I hope to be in the future. Hmm. But I'm not like, you know, confused about who I am. Really, maybe I am. I might just see a therapist. <laughs> Um, so like, uh, how would you, how would you define yourself in 10 words or less or, or however, like if maybe 13 words or less. 13. Wow. Thanks for that extra three words, man. Uh, okay. I, how would I describe myself? Like, it, like, okay. See, when did, when did bit... you begin? When did you, when did you begin? I, when I first started feeling like I had a personality was probably like, I don't know. Probably when I started like kindergarten is when I, I have my first memories of like really interacting with a lot of other people without my family around. So I like my, I feel like that's when I kind of, my personality started to solidify a little bit more because I was finally outside of the confines of my own home. You know what I mean? Mm, my, interesting. My my identity started to form because inside my own house, I was kind of just part of a unit. You know, the family unit was my identity. But once I start <laughs> spending the day amongst strangers, essentially, you you're kind of forced to mm. develop a little bit more of an independent identity. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Did I win? Did I get the right answer? Um, unfortunately, there are no right answers in philosophy uh, today. Oh, okay. I think there are some right answers in philosophy. Few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. Every time they, from what I've learned in this podcast, every time an answer is given, a, some other philosopher comes and says, no, you're an idiot. Well, they don't say it. Well, sometimes they do say it like that, but yeah, it's true. But There's almost nothing like, that's agreed on. Like we can look at some like, interesting questions here with no agreed on answers. Yeah. That's the difference between philosophy and science. Science has a lot of, a lot of disagreement too. I think, lots That's of disagreement. True. It's just like, you, if so, we don't know enough about it. Has lots of evidence to support the arguments. I'm out of my depth here. Okay. Just uh, tell me. Just okay. What do you? Do you, so, you know what? Take the lead what? here. <laughs> Take the lead. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we're talking about, of course, personal identity. What okay. makes you you? What what is what is it that you are? Um, here here this is from uh, the main source today is the Plato.Stanford.edu entry on personal identity. Ah, if you want to frequent that along. website, yeah, regularly. I great, feel like great resource. Uh, so here are some of the main proposed answers. All right, and yeah. uh, this is to right. So the question: What am I? In the encyclopedia, it says, quote, there is no consensus or even a dominant view on this question. What am I? Yeah, to the general question, like, what what are you? What, I, like, what, is, what uh, is a person? A person is like a collection of molecules that's sentient. Okay, so I'm going to go. Yeah, good. Okay, I'm going to go down the list. And uh, okay. we'll see. So number one, we are biological organisms. Boom, fucking nailed it. Okay. Checkmate, bitch. 
Okay, we'll come back to that one. Uh, okay. We are material things, constituted oh, by organisms. Good too. How yeah. are those different? Besides, is it just the biological part that's different there? Like material things? What do you mean by that? Um, okay, so we will get into that. But basically, the idea is that. Um, all right, so I'll just illustrate it very quickly. Okay. Okay. Suppose you take your brain and you put it in another body, a metal body, a robot body. It's your brain, yeah. but it's grafted into a robot body. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You, if you define yourself as the continuity, as your psychological continuity of your consciousness, yeah, that brain and the robot body is now you. But, yeah. but you as an or an organism did not accompany you into that robot body all that went into that robot body was your brain okay yeah so i see your point there so therefore yeah. you are not an organism well the brain part is but other than that well it's, it's an organ but it's not with... an organism or maybe it is uh, an organism well i oh, think that's what, creepy i think <laughs> <laughs> is it an organism on its own yeah, like could have. Oh, that's so fucking creepy. Like could have brain. Like it's just controlling our biobots, man. That's ah, that's man. That's how I feel like when I'm on shrooms. <laughs> we talked about this before. It's yeah. this is how it is. I feel like I'm like a controlling a mech. Yeah, it's crazy. Mushrooms are funny because at the same time that they make everything more like seem less and less like more and more like reality is dissolving. It also reveals things that seem to be more accurate to what you could call reality than when you're sober you know what i mean whoa okay sorry i sort of spaced out while you're saying that oh you can't do that sam <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying mushrooms like even though they sometimes you experience things that are like so out of the ordinary as far as like reality like they seem like so un like God, I'm too dumb to put this into words. Uh, Mushrooms have a way of of making things seem more real while completely unreal at the same time. Like you see things mm. with more clarity that's more closer to reality than you would when you're sober, but mm -hmm. also you're like tripping balls and seeing things that aren't there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's really weird. It's like when I'm on mushrooms and I'm in the forest, like I can see the, I can see like the edges of like, pine needles and like leaves and branches like with so much clarity yeah but then if i look at them for too long they suddenly like start to blend and shift and well like... i guess my point was less of more what you're like that's the kind of my point is you'll on mushrooms i'll be seeing things in the like in the physical world that are very much not what you would see if you're sober you know hallucinating and so you get that aspect of it, almost like you entered a, a bizarre dream state. But some of the epiphanies that you're having inside are almost feels like you're stripping away everything, like all your constructs in your mind to reveal like what the actual truth is of reality. So it's like a little bit of a you're seeing things that are obviously not real and you're tripping, but you're you're realizing things that seem to be closer to the core truth of reality. You know what hmm. I mean? Oh no, no, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it definitely. That's my my my. This is a huge. This is a tangent, but that is a. 
one of the things I wonder sometimes about psychedelics is like, do they, are the things, because are the things that you like feel like the epiphanies that you would experience in psychedelics? I don't know if they are as convincing when I'm sober as when I'm on the psychedelics. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it's because it's really hard to take down the filter. It's because you can look at it as the filters are back up when you're sober. So maybe you're not seeing it the same way you did before. Mm. That being said, one time I th- I swear to God I understood infinity when I was on mushrooms. <laughs> like I I wrapped my whole brain around infinity, and uh, when I was sober again, none of that stick stuck. You know. I know what you're saying. Like maybe these epiphanies are really just empty tricks of the brain that the mushrooms are playing on you that really have no deeper meaning at all. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's uh, I don't know if it's worth taking as many mushrooms as I would need to take to figure out that question. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I haven't done a deep deep dive into psychedelics in years. I yeah, like I to think it's tickle my. Data. I like to dip. I like to dip my toes in now, and you know, feel the stream running past my feet instead of like jumping into the rapids. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely more of a, a dabbling thing. Yeah, I mean, I will. I'm sure I'll take a deep dive again sometime, but I don't know the way the world is right now. I feel like it might spiral out on me. I might have to take a. It might take me down a bad place if I think <laughs> about the current state of the world too much. Mm, yeah it's uh it, hey it's fall it's nice the weather's nice well i guess up there it's like you'd be like you no, think it you're literally looks like yeah it looks like i'm in the video game doom over here yeah okay maybe this you're not, not the best good place. mushroom taking weather unless yeah. you i don't know who knows maybe you'd have a great time i'm seeing all these pictures of people like out on the lake like paddle boarding and shit and you like can't see more than like a few hundred meters around them though it looks Jeez. cool in the photos yeah, it's not actually that bad. Today is pretty bad still, but yesterday was really bad. Oh my god. Ugh. Well, I hope you guys survive. But uh we've got more important things to talk about than your lung health. Yeah, that's true. Because after all, yeah. you are not your body. That's true. Right? My Fuck biobot is yeah, my biobot <laughs> is simply <laughs> it's taking a beating. I need to get this metal shell body you were talking about. Oh yeah, the brain and the robot body is the way to go. Yeah. That's really Feed I it think blood. should be the it should be the goal of humanity at this point is get your fucking your your brain into something that won't die. Elon Musk, let's hit it. Get it powered up. Powered it up. I still have to watch Give his the, uh, his Neuralink pig demo thing. That shit, yeah, that's gnarly. I, man, Check imagine if they could just put us into animals. Like, you want to be a bear today? You want to be, be a bear? Big bear? Hey bear, hey bear. Timothy Treadwell, he would love oh, this God. technology. Could you imagine? He would be out there. He dies mere decades before he could actually be a bear. Oh, what a tragedy! Put it on. He'd be out there, like trying to put a Neuralink on a bear, like running away. Like if you could oh, put God. a Neuralink on a bear, then download your consciousness into the bear. And so now you're just, you're just a bear. That's what I'm talking about. We're gonna get there. Elon Musk a... needs to hurry up. First yeah. of all, no. You know what we should do. He should focus on cloning himself so he could have double the mind power like, <laughs> working on these things. Make a copy of himself to like help him help himself. Yeah, he can bounce ideas off of himself. That's what uh, XAH12 his that's what his that's kid his is clone for. his yeah. clone offspring. Yeah, that's a clone name. That's why his you kid just has a hum- number. <laughs> you don't name. <laughs> yeah. 
The next one's only going to be one digit difference in the name. Mark II or something. Yep, Mark II. 2.0. Ironed out the kinks on this one. Yeah. Okay. Continue on with this, what what we were talking about. Okay, right. Yeah, so... uh, um, so we're talking about like, so going back to like an earlier question before we started going, right? So we were, we were saying we could be a biological organism. We could be a material thing constituted by an organism. This is all just from the Stanford encyclopedia. Uh, uh-huh. we're a temporal part of an animal. We're a spatial part of an animal. See, I don't we know are, what uh, those two things. Can you just give ooh, me, we are souls. Between... It doesn't matter. We are. Okay. This is just to show you that there's a ton of different views and nobody agrees. We are okay. souls, right? Immaterial yeah. substances like Descartes. That's a very the jerk. popular one. Very yeah. popular. Yeah, very popular all across the world. Um, we are collections of mental states or events, bundles of perception. As our, that's our good friend Hume. 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 He's everywhere. Uh, and then there's there's the last one. This is my favorite. There is nothing that we are. We don't really exist at all. And that's uh, Bertrand Russell and Ludwig Wittgenstein. Yeah, that last one is going to need a little bit more of uh, explanation. Ooh, that'll have to be a whole episode in and of itself for that one. We'll both. All right. Well, yeah. thanks for fucking. I'm not going to sleep tonight if that's even a possibility. Well, I wouldn't. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter. Then nothing matters, right? If nothing. You don't exist. Yeah. Sure. What about I think, therefore I am, huh? What about that? Oh, yeah. So that's. Uh, that is uh, Descartes. I think, therefore I am. Uh-huh. Our good friend. Um, so that's uh I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question yet. So we'll have to do that one on the on the next episode. Okay. I'm gonna stop derailing you from your clearly you have a direction you're trying to bring this us towards and I keep fucking it up. Oh, it's okay, it's okay. That's a totally valid question and we should okay. look at that in the in another episode. But first before we get to that that uh that more advanced question, we should just cover the basics. Okay. I think. The basics. I'm ready for the basics. All right, ready for some some basics? Yeah, I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> Explain this to me like I have a frappuccino in my hand at Starbucks and I'm wearing last year's Uggs, okay? That's what <laughs> you got to talk to. Um Okay. Uh so, last year's Uggs um so okay, so like so earlier, like going back to like an earlier question, um, you said that you thought you began with like when you started to have a personality. So you would not agree with the idea that you began when you were a fertilized egg. Uh no, I mean, my as we're talking personal identity, absolutely not. Right. So, and like you're talking about having a personality. Um, would you agree that you're like you're becoming more intelligent? You're you're capable of reasoning. Um, I'm becoming more intelligent. Yeah. No, I think I peaked years ago. I think I'm just plateaued. Oh, I, honestly. I, I meant uh, I meant like when you're saying that you began, it's like you became like intelligent. No, I, I mean obviously a child is intelligent. Like I feel like obviously I began when I was like I guess able to start forming long-lasting memories. That's mm-hmm. what oh, I feel great. like. Perfect. Because, but if you're talking like, when did my sense of self develop? Like when I became like I became a uh, a unit independent of like my family, and like I decided that I started like 
being introduced to other personalities and like you know either getting along with them or not and why not and like having a sense of like what i stood for Mm. was probably when i first started getting introduced to other kids and other families right so that's that's a that's a good answer that's actually very similar to the answer that uh the good old john locke would give john locke john captain of a spaceship Oh yeah, he'd be a great spaceship captain. Nice. Um, he's like a British, old British chap from back in the day. What? You know, big wig type of chap. Oh, he has the wait. Does he have a literal big wig? Like all. Oh, he wore. He yeah, he had like the whole locks and everything. I'm gonna look him uh, up again. John Locke. Look, these guys. Fancy locks. Not John Locke from the TV show Lost. Oh, is there? Do you think they named him that on purpose? Um, they must have. It's a really good question. I'm not sure. Uh, the first episode, because John Locke, like in he's one the main of his character. Books, yeah, he's like a main character. But he's not the main character. He's like an older guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's the guy in the wheelchair who gets his legs back. Right, 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 right. Doesn't he have like a scar on his eye at some point? Yeah, I didn't watch that whole series. I uh, just saw some people speed draw this dude. On YouTube, first season was good. Oh, never mind. He doesn't really have a wig. I thought for some reason he had a huge wig. Anyways, besides the anyway, point. Beside the point. Um, yeah. So he thought uh, the self had a lot to do with memory. Ah, see, man, it's not even hard to be a philosopher. Fuck, I get it first try. <laughs> you wasted your money going to that school, man. You should just came and talked to me. You could have just worked things out with me, man, and then we could have started our own <laughs> university. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so his quote is, as far as your consciousness can be extended backwards to any past action or thought, so far reaches the identity of that person. I mean, for all intents and all intents and purposes, not all intensive purposes, which I found out recently. <laughs> for all intents and purposes, I would say that's pretty, uh, pretty good, pretty good de- definition. Yeah, and uh, for Locke, it served him well because, um, according to a little bit of what I've read about Locke, he seems to have thought that uh, you know, like a person, is like a legal or a uh, the quote is a forensic term. So it's uh. like someone who could be responsible for their actions. So if you aren't conscious, so for him, right? If you are, if you did something when you are unconscious, you should not be held responsible for that. I would agree with that, morally speaking, at least. I think we touched on this in another episode, one of our lost episodes, that never made it to the to the big game because of our technological difficulties, but. I agree that if you aren't conscious for something, you should not be held morally responsible for it. Yeah, and uh, so so that's like that's one of the good consequences of the theory, um, and it also sort of answers a an important question about personal identity, which is like, how does it persist over time? How can you be the same person over time, or are you the same person over time? No. So if you looked at a picture of yourself when you were a kid. You wouldn't say, like, oh, look, it's me. I would say that was a prototype. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're at the halfway mark. Maybe I'm going to rip this bong and see if I can get 
Oh boy, good good timing, good timing. It's it's gonna get weird. Okay, good, good, good. Keep uh keep them entertained. All right. Okay, so just keep talking. Let me. Let, I'll I'll be listening. All right. So there's a there's a problem. There's a but there's a problem for luck. Maybe. Of course there is. Of and, course uh, there is. Because no one can ever just get a hundred percent waterproof fucking theory and philosophy. That's what pisses me off about it. Whew. All right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, so the problem for luck, um, is, right. So maybe so every time you fall asleep. Yeah. Right. You can't remember if you sleep dreamlessly, like what happened. So therefore, whenever you are asleep, you cease to exist, and then when you wake up, you return to existence. And that seems kind of weird. It does seem kind of weird, but it's kind of true, isn't it? Ah, explain. What what do you think? Well, unless your dream self, it's kind of like you leave the the physical world and you go into a unconscious realm, the dream realm, where most of the time you have no idea what you're just. It's just random events you're experiencing you really aren't making too many conscious decisions in your dream world but in the physical world while you're in your dream world nothing i mean if you happen to sleepwalk and kill someone that's really not a decision you made and thus you shouldn't be held responsible for it Mm -hmm. yeah um i think when the people say it's weird they mean like metaphysically it's weird that like when you sleep you you don't exist anymore yeah like where do you go like well, if you are talking to like if, if someone's in a, a sleep or in a coma, they're set, they're effectively dead temporarily. They're can't well, they're like their bodies, really alive, but... their bodies oh, yeah, are alive. Yeah, vegetative state, yeah. But their essence, yeah, makes them who they are is not alive. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. Um, okay, so maybe we've answered that point. All right, fine. Maybe maybe Locke can defend himself. Fine. Yeah. But guess what? There's another problem. What? Along comes a Scottish philosopher, Thomas Reed. Thomas Reed. Thomas Reed comes along. He fancied himself just an ordinary man, a common sense philosopher. That's me, man. Maybe I might jump from Locke's ship to Reed's ship after. (laughs) He sounds like a, you know, just a blue collar philosopher like myself. Yeah. So. So Thomas, uh, I can't do it. Accent. Uh, Thomas Please Reed, try. right? Please try one more time. To- Thomas? Thomas? Thomas Reed here. Thomas Reed. Yeah, yeah. Can't, it's Thomas Reed here. Thomas Reed. Fucking right, mate. I've just got them back from the fucking pub. What we gonna talk about tonight? <laughs> right? Oh, John God. Locke. John Locke's a tosser. How's that? Oof. That's a. Uh, the most annoying accent on earth. Cockney? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Bloody shot of dip. I don't even know what that was. Yeah, it was kind of more of a... <laughs> that was more of a freestyle. There was no real message there. But you could tell. I got... It's the emotions came through. Mm. You knew who he was angry, and you knew he wanted another pint. <laughs> right. Okay. Thomas Reed. Yeah. Blue collar guy. He says, okay, well, 
well, oh, oh, he says, all right, well, well, governor. So memory is, is the thing. Okay, well, what about this, right? Suppose there's a young boy and this boy steals an apple and he gets flogged. Oh, yeah, was that freaking Thomas a quaint ass? Never did anything wrong <laughs> in his life. Oh, yeah. And then okay. later, as a young officer, he remembers being flogged. Yeah. And then still later in his life, as a general, he remembers acting bravely as an officer, but he no longer remembers the flogging. Yeah. Now, if memory is the criterion of identity, then the boy is the officer, the officer is the general, but the general is not the boy. Ah, I see. I see the issue here. Well, it is kind of like a uh, like an update, like a version of himself that got deleted from the hard drive because it's <laughs> no longer relevant, you know? It's like, yeah, that was it, but not anymore. I don't think that my who I am necessarily encompasses who I was as a child. It may have affected of who I am now, but I wouldn't my identity doesn't reach into the past, isn't it? Wouldn't you say that who you are is always in the present? Even if you... Rem- I don't know. Okay, now I'm confusing myself. The memories thing... Because then you could just be like, all right, he got hit in the head and he forgot the last 10 years. Does that mean what he did in the last 10 years is no longer who he was? I don't get it. That, they're just, I see what you're saying, I think. I think. Yeah, so... No, that's exactly... Yeah, if someone like had amnesia for the last 10 years, are they like a different person? Um... It's a good so question. memories, the whole yeah. memories thing is kind of flawed in that way. Because if you lose your memory, does that, or is yeah. it? So, like the idea is that suppose if suppose you want to say that your identity can persist over time, um, yeah. So that you can say that you, like, you you persist over time. Then you'd want to. Then identity is a transitive property that can exist over time, but memories don't last forever. They fade. They don't last that long so yeah but you could just say hey thomas reed you're wrong actually how about this the general is not the boy he's a different person it's a different person well you ever hear someone say i'm not who i was back then they're kind of right yeah but if you're talking about here has he thought of this check this out check this out Mm -hmm. (laughs) your identity is not just what your memories hold but the memories of everyone who's been who has memories of you that combined makes up who you are wow that's good that's a good one i like that one so when you're a kid that still is you because you were people that were there still remember other people still remember that so that counts it's still memory it's just not your memory that's interesting the collective Memories of you are what make who you are, are what you are. So, so would you say that other people are you because they have memories about you? I would say they all hold a piece. Anyone who has a memory of me holds a piece of the puzzle that is me. Obviously, mine being the most, mine are the corner pieces. Mine are the edge pieces that are the most important to hold the thing together. Okay. Um, 
I think, uh, I think, okay, yeah, I think that that's right in the sense that um, the full story of who you are, like, you don't exist in a vacuum, like, yeah, other people have memories of you, too, and, and those are important for, because your memories of yourself might not be accurate sometimes, but maybe they're not. Which would make me think that my perception of who I am is not a 100% complete picture of who I am. You have to take into account of everyone's memories of you and their opinions and what they experience from you. That also is part of who you are and your impact in the world in any meaningful way, right? It is, but it's different than the question of identity, which is that identity is like what makes you, you. And so if memory, so if memories are what's making identity, it's because it's only if you experience those memories from the first person perspective. Okay. So that's what. So the the memories are you. Like My you, own memories are you. Yeah, like your memories. Yeah. So like they but have no memories about you, but uh, they are not you because they didn't experience your memories. Okay, I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like they experience that you experience your memories. So that's like, that's the continuity of yourself over time is your memories. Right. Your right, consciousness right. extending back. That's that's the idea. And so the okay, so, so my one problem other with that is that counting is memories, bullshit. yeah, memories only extend back so far. So if you want to say that your identity persists over a long time span of your whole life, that the the who you were as a young boy, that somehow something, there is like this personal identity where the same person existed over time. Mm-hmm. You were the same person over time. Yeah, but if you're the same person from when you were say fifteen. To, or like a young boy, say you're a young boy. If you're the same person from when you were a young boy to when you're an old man, the old man, his memories aren't going to go back all that way. Yeah. So you have to find some other criterion for identity if you want to be able to persist over like your whole life beyond your memories. Well. But I think a lot of people are okay with just saying like, look, like he's not the same person. Um psychological well, they, continuity they, doesn't have to extend beyond memories it just has to be like a continuation of your consciousness here's a question would that old man even though all of his memories of his young boy self were gone would yeah. he be able to recognize this young boy if he could go back in time and see him and say his boyhood self just went through time and was now sitting in front of him in a room would he be able to be like this is me uh would he be a, would he be able to tell just from the personality of the child that that's him? Probably not. I have no idea. Probably not. Okay, but I have a more interesting question for you. So that would be him not recognizing himself. So maybe that's not. Maybe maybe it's true. It only goes back as far as your memories can reach. Yeah, and hey, maybe that's fine. Maybe we can bite that bullet. Okay did it okay suppose sorry suppose we agree that identity is your psychological continuity right like you have memories you have beliefs preferences you have that's what we were just talking about capacity for rational thought right and so whoever has those same those same uh those same uh mental capacities and memories you know that's you and maybe that just extends us back as as far as you can remember maybe you know like as, as far back as you can remember 
Now, yeah. suppose along comes a mad scientist. This and, always happens. And the mad course. scientist surgically bifurcates your brain. What the hell is that word? Okay. Bifur- cut in two to down a line of symmetry. Is- bifurcate. Yeah, that is awesome. I'm gonna use that in everyday words. Don't language. don't Google. <laughs> do not Google bifurcated penis. Oh, dude, <laughs> I got it now. You know I got it. Oh God. Okay, let me do it one second here. It's just gonna be a penis cut in half, right? Lengthwise. Yeah. Have you seen this? I feel like it's not fair if I'm the only one that has to see this. Probably. What do you mean, probably? Yeah, I probably have. I think I blacked out the memory. Uh, I'm not going to do it. I don't want it to become part of what makes me me. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I don't need a bifurcated penis in my personality uh, chamber. Yeah, maybe that's why people black out traumatic memories. Probably. They're like, this is not part of who you are. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Okay, so the mad scientist, he, he bifurcates your brain. I forget what it's called, a hemispheriotomy. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, and, that's probably right. <laughs> and he puts one half in one special robot body, and he puts one in another special robot body. Oh God! Now the question is: now you now the psychological continuity is is still there, like the brains both survive. Now the question wait, wait, is: wait, wait, wait. What do you mean the brains both survive? They're still the same brain; they're just separated, right? Yeah, but the yeah they're fully integrated into the new new body. Okay. Now, the question, right? First the psychological all, continuity is there. Which one is you? Uh, the one that, uh, well, here's, okay. <laughs> Can I just back this up for a second? Beep, the bra- beep, are you beep. still thinking the same way you were before? Like, are you like, uh, would they it just both, be your, okay, if you ask one consciousness them, controlling you? They both claim to be me, yeah. but one's the right brain. They both have all your memories. They have all your beliefs. They have all your preferences. They have all of your your same intelligences, your same way of thinking. If you ask uh-huh. them who's the original, they're like, it's me. The surgery was a success. My entire, bla- my entire brain was transplanted or whatever. Like Maybe the surgeon lied and said it would be a one brain transplant, but really he, he put one brain, well, half of one brain in one body and half in the other body. So, so your last memory you're just is your asking, whole, this, you thought your whole brain was going to go into a robot. But he okay, but you. so effectively it's just a clone. You get cloned. Which no, clone you, no you're not cloned. It's your brain was cut in half. And one is in one body and one is in the other. It's like a road that forked into two paths. But which brain controls... Okay, I can't, I can't understand how this is any different than just a clone, essentially. If they have all the same memories and all the same function... How is this because not there's no clone? there's no psychological continuity between you and a clone. A clone is is like grown from a like a, a like a, an egg, like another egg of you. So it doesn't matter if the clone has the exact same mind as you. It, it, the fact that it was one was essentially made instantaneously. Yeah, like a clone wouldn't have your same memories because it would it would have memories growing up as as the clone of you in the lab. Like, learn knowing, like, you know, like, it wouldn't grow up the way you grew up because. Yeah. It's like two. But if it totally thought it did, organisms. if it thought it did, do you ever see those movies where they have, like, what was the freaking Blade Runner? They have, they implant memories into the, yeah. cl- into the androids. Yeah. 
I think I'm missing the point of what you're trying to say. I think that's it's what's okay. happening right it's here. It's okay. Yeah. So the point is that both both halves have psychological continuity with you. They both yeah. have all of your memories. Like their last memory was going under the anesthesia, thinking uh-huh. that their whole brain was going to be transplanted. And they were both there for my whole life, so they technically all do have like none of the memories are false or implant implanted no. or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They have your same history, everything. Um, so the question is, okay, if, I is see there why one that's I, how you, I was or could they the both earlier. be you? Or I guess they're they're both me. Yeah, I guess they're both me, man. <laughs> So now there's two you. I guess so. I don't know. That's kind of a, I don't know. Yeah, that is weird. That is weird. I would make sure they walk side by side all the time. They had to hold hands at all moments. <laughs> that's that's what I would do. <laughs> I don't want one of me going, I mean, me, half of me, or whatever the hell that you talk about. I don't want one going off doing its own thing. I need to, I want to maintain. Here, yeah, so what would happen if they started going off and having separate experiences? Would they both? get the memories for that they would start having they would like diverge from each other at that point and they would start to become different yeah so yeah. it would be very quickly <laughs> the second it happened they would no longer be one unified me because the second that surgery they both has woke up they would now be making different memories than the other one so that at that moment yeah. they're not you Fi- yeah. final answer that's not you it's two versions of you now yeah so that is called the multiple occupancy view and it's popular with David Lewis, who is a, he also believes that there are uh, multiple worlds that really exist. I like this guy already. Yeah. So basically, the idea is that if, if there's a, a point in your future when you are going to be like bifurcated into two yous, yeah. then right now, you are two people exactly similar in exactly the same place doing exactly the same thing. And the surgeons merely separate you. Ugh. <laughs> I don't like that. That's weird, right? And neither of you has the sensation of being um, part of one of two because you're like exactly in sync. So, <sighs> but okay, well, that's kind of fucked. I don't know because that does that really necessarily mean that. If according, something can be split him, yeah. into two, if something can eventually be split into two, does that mean it was always? I think it's like because kind of two things to begin with. Well, it's because it it doesn't make sense that there could be two U's because U is like necessarily it's like a singular thing necessarily. I think. So. I think that's. Eh, I don't know. I didn't look super deep into it. Well, that is that I the idea of the uh, I don't know if I like that. That doesn't sit well with me. That there's that there if something potentially could become two, that it always had there always was two to begin with, in a sense. Yeah. Like just because I get bifabricated or, or what was the word bifabricated? Bifurcated. Bifurcated. <laughs> Bifur. My shit gets bifurcated. <laughs> That doesn't necessarily mean that there was always two living simultaneously. Like, is that really good logic, do you think? I think it's because when you get cut in half, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's weird. Also, one of those versions of you, 
the left brain and the right brain, they had one would be like super artsy fartsy, and one guy would be like a mathematician. So their personalities would probably be vastly different, right? Because you got the yeah. left side, the right side. Is that? I, don't I think know. that's a myth, though. I think that I is know. a myth. That whole left brain, right brain thing. Yeah, I think I that's know. not. I don't know about that. That would be good though. Yeah. Just yeah, become completely. Know. I'll look into that. And maybe we can mention it on the next one. But oh, as if we're gonna remember this conversation in detail <laughs> next time. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, so if you don't like multiple occupancy, then the next, the next alternative is called non-branching. Okay. All right. So a future being is you only if they are the only being continuous with you. So, but okay, this one whoa, is whoa, really whoa, weird. Whoa, 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 back it up, back it up. I zoned out for literally a millisecond and you lost me. Okay. So give me that definition again. All right, the definition sucks, so I'm just going to give you the why this one's weird. All right. Okay. So, so okay, so this one is that, um, so say this, the, the brain gets divided. Okay. Right? There's two of them. And they're both psychologically continuous with you. Okay. But you are it. Neither one of them is you because there's two of them. You that can only be identical with sense. one thing. That makes the most sense to me. Like as soon as the if I'm gonna get bifurcated, I don't think that either of those are the original thing anymore mm -hmm. you yeah. made two different things took yeah. an apple you cut it in half it's still apple on both halves but it's not a complete apple you know what i'm saying is that mm. a good analogy is that good yeah yeah you cut the apple in half and then neither half is the apple yeah but they're both still apple yes Ooh. they're not the apple Ooh, i like that you like that? Write yeah. it in your little textbook. Send it to your professor. <laughs> Tell him I'm coming. I'm coming for his fucking job. <laughs> He's going to look at you like, what the fuck are you talking about? You just go to his office with an apple and a knife. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Demonstrate this. My stone construction buddy came up with <laughs> Just slice it in half. Like, so? <laughs> Can they revoke a degree? Because I think you might take one of yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, okay. I like this definition. This to me makes like this. This makes the most. Sense okay, so me. this is this could potentially be weird. So okay. say like your brains have been bifurc your brain has been bifurcated, and now there's two. There's one in one robot body, and there's one in the other robot body. At this point, yeah. neither of them are you because there's two of them. But suppose yeah. one kills the other. Now there's only one. Yeah. So now that one is you. Uh no, no, <laughs> no, don't like it. Uh, that one is a version of you. I mean, mm -hmm. for yeah. all intents and purposes, I would say that that became it becomes the new you, but it's not. It's like a shitty knockoff brand. You know what I mean? Mm. It's a version of you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, would you feel comfortable giving that guy the title of you? Uh, I don't know. I uh, I'm not sure. I think um, I think 
I think I prefer the uh, uh, the idea that it's like two people totally in sync, and then if you get this surgery, it becomes they become separated. Well, where does that stop then? What if you cut? What if you divide it into three equal parts? You put it into three people. Was there always three? You know, I'm like that. That's it's ludicrous. Mm. Luda. Luda. <laughs> Chris. Luda. Chris. But maybe it's like Move, uh, bitch. Maybe it's like neurological That's... because it's like if each half of your brain can totally function and control your body, so it is sort of like there's two of you. Mm, I don't think. See, okay, well, realistically, if you cut someone's brain in half, they're gonna die. So they're they're not anything after that. <laughs> not necessarily. That's actually a real surgery that they do. Has it ever been done successfully? Yeah, Fuck it's off. done someone for like half serious a brain. brain. You can literally say you got half a brain. How bad do you feel? People have someone... half their brain removed. <laughs> yeah, someone fucked up at work. You're like, what? You got half a brain? He's like, oh, actually. <laughs> well, yes, sir. Actually, there was a massive tumor in my right hemisphere, and they removed an entire half of my brain. So, Here's uh, the scar. yeah. <laughs> well, in that case, carry on, good sir. You do the best you can do, half brain, half wit, half man. I'll fill the ha other half of my skull with your blood. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck with me. I have half the empathy that you were used to dealing with. <laughs> And twice the rage. <laughs> oh man! Uh, well, that's um, a crazy surgery, man. Yeah, it's real. Like it actually, and the people's continue to survive. The other half. Okay, of the so let's is, ask them. Why don't we go ask these people if they're still them? Well, they 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 yeah, they are. They still have psychological continuity. Okay. Well, why are we even having this conversation? We have a real world example that that's a fact. Yeah. So. The idea is that one day you could take someone, split their brain, put half in one robot body, half in the, the other, other robot yeah. body, and then they have to kill each other to see which one is the real them. I get. Does it come down to how many halves you can cut a brain into before they're dead? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> there's Precisely. no way. There's no way this will work in a three-way split, right? I don't think it could possibly work that way. No. Okay. Hypothetically, you could survive a, th a third of your two-thirds of your brain getting removed. I think it's a whole half. I know, but so we know that's you can survive that, right? Yeah, that happens. But say you jump it up to oh, now I see you're you getting mean. two thirds. So now you only have a third of your original brain, and that's what. <laughs> and the other thirds are in two other people. If you Boom, kill those, then there are three like people how, there. See how, like how 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 many cuts can or, you make in this argument? You know, like how many times. If, if you do that up to, like, 50, you got a 50th of your brain, some miracle makes you still remember everything, and you kill all other 49. Are you you still? Okay. Like, I think at this point, we need to go back to that first thing that we said at the beginning of the episode. Okay. Because we're so far in the weeds. Yeah. At the beginning of the episode, we said, hey, guess what? We are organisms. Uh -huh. That's what our identity is. It's an organism. And what does it take for an organism to persist over time and be the same organism? Well, it's just what they say is the brute physical persistence. It's just replication of cells in a certain way. As long as that physical persistence is there, it's the same organism. 
Okay, so if you cut a brain in half and they're both alive, then it's this. Those are both. That's they're different. There's no physical persistence anymore. It would be a so new organism. It would be a brain metal creature, a new organism. Mm. Like okay. a new hybrid creature. It wouldn't be the same what organism. What was that quote? I like that. The it brute? might be the same person, but it's not the same organism. Because for this view, being a person is just a property that we as an organism might have at one time or another. But it is not uh, essential to our identity. Okay. Well, I kind of like that, actually. That is my, That might be the best. The, I'd, I like that one, too. That feels better. Yeah. Yeah, that one. I don't like this whole splitting my brain up and shit, and that still yeah. counts. I don't like that. That seems or being like two people superimposed perfectly in sync. <laughs> yeah, that one really makes that's me fucking weird. What if they start arguing without me knowing? Like, oh, what gosh. if it? Oh, that's like how schizophrenia. You just didn't yeah. do schizophrenia on me. I think. Oh that's shit! Just planting that idea. It's a good man. It's a good week. thing you're not on shrooms right now. Holy fuck. <laughs> Well, join us next week when I, Joe and Sam, and myself, the <laughs> other half, and we continue this discussion. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Philosopher's Stone podcast with Sam LeBoon and Jordan Strauss signing off. John Locke, Captain David Hume. <laughs> First mate, David Hume. Okay, bye.